G'day guys, welcome to the Bike Bits Podcast. You're listening to Mark and... And Alistair. Now today our topic is sheep shaggers. Sheep shaggers! <laughs> Love it! The reason why we've got that as a topic is we'll go straight into comment of the week. For sure. And here we go. So we've got Dave. Hi guys, just a bit of history. P.S. I'm from Wales, Rexham. In medieval times in the UK, the Welsh sheep smugglers that got caught stealing sheep would say they were there to fuck them instead of stealing them, due to it carrying a lesser punishment, hence the term sheep shaggers. That's cold. Okay, that is absolute brilliant. Now, I actually read this out to, to Nay, because I figured she'd get a laugh yeah. at it, which she did, and she came back with... They must have been the ones that got deported to New Zealand and not Australia. Yeah, yes. <laughs> All those sheep shaking convicts went over to New Zealand. To New Zealand, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bloody ripper. Oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah. What's been going on, Alistair? Oh, mate, just busy, busy, busy. Same, yeah. same as you, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Multiple trips to Melbourne and four, all sorts four of stuff. trips to bloody Melbourne, eh? Four trips to yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, because you got the Himalayan thing. That's uh, that's. All yeah. happening. Yeah, in, two, in, in in about two weeks, that'll be all done and dusted, and then Mark will get back to his normality. I will put an apology out to those MCT watchers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just haven't had the chance. I've, I've been building up bits. And, in actual fact, I was down in Melbourne today and picking up my Jeep because it threw a coil when I the last time I was down there. Luckily, Nev loaned me his Land Rover. Thanks, Nev, <laughs> uh, to come back. And then it got fixed on Monday, I think it was. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, wow. Because that's uh, like four trips you said this week that you've been back yeah, and forth to so Melbourne. Yeah, so I, I rode the Himalayan down yep. to get it down there so I could get the weird, the tyres and all the other bits and pieces put on and then rode Harry back because yeah. Harry's been down there all that time. Yeah. The, the cruiser yep. and then of course we've been sanding the floors and doing the half the kitchen so me and they went down to Ikea in Melbourne to pick up all the kitchen cabinets and all that bullshit which is looking good by the way thank you yeah. you know what you fucking didn't realise when you you didn't realise did you look your old cabinet had was white and had glass yeah the new cabinet is white and has glass yeah <laughs> If you watch the Man Cave Tuesday, if you look at it, you'll see the difference. It's like, it's, holy shit, Alistair. It's, it's a big difference. Yes, it is a big difference. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we did, yeah, so I did that. So then I had to go back down to do the filming, the couple of filming things that I did for the, the, the Himalayan that I recently put out. Um, and that's when the Jeep, because the Jeep's got a miss, a funny, there's a funny miss with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and took it in. Anyway, the coil... By chance, the coil fucking just dudded. It was twenty-two year old at coil the mechanics. At the mechanics, like <laughs> best ever time for it how, to, to how do. How convenient, it. Dave. Yeah, yeah. How, how convenient. convenient. Yeah. Shout out to Seal. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, man. I know how it goes. I was amazed that the bloody thing lasts that long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then drove the Land Rover back. Came back in style. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then today I did the shoot down in the morning. To yeah. then pick my Jeep up and bring it back and then be here in time to do the the podcast. Good so time. while I was down at the factory at Nev's, because I, I always take, try and take my camera everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Grab shit. It's like, fuck, what can I film? Nev, what, what can I film for Man Cave Tuesday? I'm trying to get a Man Cave Tuesday. And I got something. 
Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, there's yeah, so yeah. much there to get. Yamaha I mean, TS125 with a, I don't know, a CB, and a 1970-something CB. It's a two-stroke. Yeah, yeah. And he's put a, it's Riley's bike. One of those older bikes that was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, Riley's done it, done it up. He's ah. this thing's, It's pretty cool, actually. So that's yeah, nice. going to be a Man Cave Tuesday. Yeah. Just a little, a little tidbit. So, so, yeah, we've all been very busy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so when's the Himalayan? Um, so that the the uh, the draw takes place in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so with the thirty first of May. So that's under under two weeks. No, that's that's when the um, the entry is closed. Oh, that's when it closes. Eighth of June is when we draw it right. live. Okay. Live at Essendon Motorcycles and Mowers. Be at their shop at six pm. Yeah. And I'll be there, and we'll be drawing out who the winner. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna. Try and do that. Are you going to come down for that? Uh, the 8th. What night is that? That's is a it? Thursday. A Thursday. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to... We'll I'll, see. I'll have a look. Yeah. Because then you can you can hold the camera while it's live. It'll be the phone. No, I wouldn't do that to you. Oh, Jesus. I'll do that to Riley. Riley listening. You know you know my camera. <laughs> someone, someone will do it for me. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just put it on a tripod um, and sit it there. So, yeah, the 8th is a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's actually, it ends exactly one week today, yeah, 31st. Cool. Mm. Um, I reckon it really came up good. Have you seen Have you seen the final pictures? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, Looks I'm good, impressed. Yep. Pat me on the back. Uh, yeah, good, well done, mate. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just, everything came together really well. I'm, I think you've done well with the luggage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, um, and the gear that you've put on the bike, you've done well. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if it was my bike, I wouldn't have put all of that on. Oh, no, um, I wouldn't put the tanks on. Those red um, tanks, I wouldn't but, have them. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's still, it's pretty impressive. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Brilliant. All right. Um, now, actual, actually, fact, actually, fact. Actually. Um, we're trying something different. I had what, Brendan, Nerd One. Hey, what? You're trying something different. Is it English? English, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, after we talked about the, the shitty jobs topic, yes, Brendan rang up. So mm. for those nerd one, mm-hmm. uh, he rang up and said, "Oh, just bloody listen to it." And I reckon that'd be a great, do- great thing to get guys, the regular guys, to ring up. Yeah. Well, we ring, we pre get it sorted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have them on the podcast. Yeah. So of course, busy, busy, busy. I ring Bob when I got back from Melbourne, saying, "Hey." You know, I wanted to test out the audio and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this is a test run. Test run. <laughs> yep. We'll see what Bob... I think Bob's had an illustrious uh, mm. career doing... Sh- oh, yeah. He'll have a heap of interesting stuff to say. But, yeah. um, but as for the audio quality and stuff, That's, this is a test run. This yeah. is a test run. Um. <clears throat> so what I'll get you... Or should I... No, let's just see if we can ring him right now. We'll get that Why done. Not? We've got Why a not? whole heap of... Questions and there's some really good questions that we can dive into. There are actually. I was, yeah. Righto, ringing Bob. Speakers on. Now he's on air. He, he's on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Hello. The... Hey, Bob. How are you, man? Good, Mark. Yourself? Yeah, good. Alistair's here as well, obviously. Aussie Bob. Yeah. How are you, mate? Good, Alistair. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. Right, so we've just let everybody know that this is what we're doing and this is a bit of a test thing. So, Bob, tell us about your work life. Now, we will say, how old are you? Uh, I just turned 67, actually. 
67, and he's still putting his leg over a bike. That's pretty good. That actually. is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Old I can only. <laughs> That's good. Actually, yeah. it was 67 last Saturday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, mate. That's great. Yeah, old yeah. cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, hey, give us a rundown, man, of your uh, whether you got shitty jobs or just what your jobs were. Well, yeah, look, I, I, I've been blessed in a way with my uh, career. I, I'll just focus on the main one. I, I worked in the airline industry for quite some time. Um, going back, I suppose people would remember Trans Australian Airlines or TAA, which oh. goes back quite some time. I, you don't. So Alistair's raising his. No, I'm, I do. I, I and I think <laughs> I may have actually flown on TAA. My parents split. Oh, here I'm taking over. his fucking talking. But I, uh, my parents fine. were split up. Mum was in Melbourne. Dad was up in Queensland. Me and my uh. sister used to get put on the plane. And we would fly to Dad's for a couple of weeks. Isn't that funny? I did the same thing. Oh, with did my, you? my sister and I. Yeah, we did the oh. same thing. Yeah, we'll talk about. Did you used to get the coloring book and the and yeah, the pencils on the yeah, plane? Yeah, all get all the, that. yeah. <laughs> not, on, not on TAA because I'm not old. No, no, you're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it was back back in the day. It was a two airline policy, so you had TAA versus Ansett Airlines. So yes. Ansett. Oh, because I do remember yeah. Ansett. Yeah, we yeah. flew Ansett. Yep. So I worked with TAA from 1978 to 86, so that's about eight years. Um, in 1986, they actually changed their name to Australian Airlines. And um, mm. they were still a domestic-operated airlines, and they really gave Ansett a, a hell of a run for a while there. Ah. And then um, eventually, back in, in 1992, um, Australian Airlines and Qantas joined together. So... I continued right. my employment there, so I've been with TAA, Australian Airlines, and Qantas for a total of about thirty-one, nearly thirty-two years. Yeah, wow. So, mm. Yeah, it was a great, great career doing everything. Virtually started. Um, well, I'm, I went into the airline as a mechanical fitter, so I'm a fitter and turner by trade, qualified toolmaker, and um, went into the airline. As a mechanical fitter, because I liked hydraulics, studied hydraulics and all that sort of stuff, and started to work on some of the hydraulic components of um, the aircraft, and then worked my way through the workshops up into the admin area, and uh, eventually finished up being a uh, supervisor of a number of different sections. So, right, yeah, pretty pretty blessed actually. It was a great career and. Um, but, yeah, there was things back in my day, early on in the piece, you know. Um, there was one job um, when I first started with TAA, everyone had to do three months on a machine called a magnetic particle inspection machine. Oh. And it was, it was full of kerosene and these magnetic particles and it was all to do with, you know, um, the aircraft wheel bolts, uh, bits of brakes and everything. You put a charge in through the metal and then you put this solution on it and then um, you'd, you'd look for cracks. And um, that used to be a shit job because it was always my turn when it was stinking hot and you had to have a big apron on, you yeah. had to have overalls on, you had to have gum boots on, you had a full face shield and it was just stunk. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, that that was, um, I suppose, awful. So, 
Yeah. So can I just, I'm trying to picture what that, so I'll try and dumb it down for myself. Yep. Um, yep. So there would be parts that you take off an aeroplane in use and you would put it in this whiz-bang thing and it would tell you whether it was part was still okay or not. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, we get the rubber stamp to say that it's okay to put it back on for another life. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it, it, it was such a horrible job. They rotated people every three months, so... Yeah. Which would, um, yeah, come around too quick, though. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> Tell us, did you have any planes crash on your watch? No, we had a good record, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, nothing, nothing like that at all. We, we were That's good, mate. Yeah. Qantas, I don't think, well, until recently, would that be right? Qantas never had a plane crash? I don't think we've well, ever had an actual plane crash in Australia, like a com- commercial plane. Yeah, there's been plenty of incidents, but... Yeah. Um, Nothing that's, uh, you know, it's still got a really good safety record. I think and, it's um, the best in, isn't it, classed as the best in the world because yeah, it's never had a... Yeah. That's why I felt comfortable asking the question, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was that when I was working there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly. now, it's, now it's gone to shit. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great now. <laughs> jobs uh, in the early days uh, I used to work in a hydraulic section um, so we would uh, have the hydraulic components come off the aircraft they'd come in for overhaul and then they'd have to be tested to make sure that they operated before they could actually go back uh, as a stock item or fitted on the aircraft yeah. so they had these hydraulic test rigs but um, the hydraulic test rig uh, is full of this aircraft hydraulic fluid, and it's uh, you know something that's not supposed to catch fire too easily, but oh. it's savage, savage on people's skin. And I used to used to hate it sometimes because it had its own little room, and every now and again uh, a seal would leak on the component because you used to put a lot of yeah. pressure in them, and it would uh, let off this mist. You couldn't see it, oh. but you could smell it. Yeah, and um, you had extraction fans, you had doors that you could shut, but by the time you, you got out of that room, this hydraulic fluid and mist form would be in your eyes. It would be everywhere, uh, yeah. you know, so it really stung. And even though they used to say, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, it used to be <laughs> problematic. If you went to the toilet, for instance, you wash your hands and the old fella... Oh it, it no! Burn your eyeball. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, put you out for the week. Yeah. No sex. Yeah. 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 Eventually, I got dermatitis because of it and moved on to other areas. But yeah. one of the other areas I worked in was um, uh, what they call um, wheels and brakes. So you know they they'd strip the tire off the actual rim, pull the rim down, do all the inspections and build them up to brand new again but uh, you can imagine dirty rubber um oh, you yeah. know brake pads and all of that so yeah that mm. particular job you'd be like covered in head to toe in this 
shitty, dirty crap that took ages to wash off. But um, and as we know, like especially brake dust, they're mm. so fine it gets in every, and that's why it's so hard to get out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they used to split the group up into one part of the group would disassemble, yeah, and the other part would assemble so that they could keep. You know, one zone dirty, one zone clean. If oh, you so like, you'd have you'd, have you'd have you'd have the whites and the blacks. Didn't they use um? <laughs> yeah. Didn't they use it's asbestos back then? Yeah. Oh, asbestos too. Did yeah. they use asbestos back then? Uh, look, there was probably rules and regs that they um, you know, wouldn't get away with today. I'd say, <laughs> yeah. um, you yeah. know, with the solutions and that that yeah. they had. But yeah, it was funny because. Prior to me starting with the airline, I was a fitter and turner by trade and my apprenticeship, we used to have white dust coats. It was very fine tolerance work and um, all the lino was polished, uh, everything was sort of pristine and then you step into another, another <laughs> area where everything's putrid and filthy, smelly and stinks. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I, um, I couldn't wait to get off the floor, to be honest. So, um, you know, I started to get into a planning area and then I ended up uh, being involved with aircraft that came in for heavy maintenance. Yeah. And um, back back in the day, back when TAA, um, sorry, yeah, back in TAA and Australian Airlines days, that's when they first introduced the 737. Um, and... What they were looking at doing is turning everything from a manual system into a computerised system. Oh. So back in that day, I got heavily involved with that as well. Um, and yeah. that sort of followed me pretty much right to the end of my career. So even though I was looking after staff, looking after sections or different areas, a lot of it was to do with computer and accountability and budgets yeah, and, uh, so so really, yeah. you started out, you know, messing with fluid and and crap on the f yeah. on the floor, and you worked pretty much all the way, you know, to the top where you're managing people and groups and and all that kind of stuff, sitting behind yeah. a desk. Yeah, and yeah, I was pretty good. Up to be sent overseas uh, to oversee aircraft maintenance in the UK as well. We sent aircraft over there um, to make sure that they. I'd go over and make sure that they would comply with the regulations that we were governed by as well so yeah cool. got Apparently. involved with so many different things it was a great it was a great career but um yeah, yeah there was some oddball things you know even in the office mark you you might think nothing much happens in the office but we used to get paper cuts back in the day yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you still I, get paper cuts and they I, hurt I, I remember them <laughs> and they still hurt like hell mate we don't have paper yeah. anymore in offices oh yeah well, computers were supposed to solve that but it didn't did it they well, just they, created uh, more yeah they actually have now they have now yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. i'll just so I'll, I'll i'll just go back a bit there you're talking about the uk i was just going to say uh, you won't you're not privy to this because you didn't hear the start of the podcast but apparently there's sheep shaggers in the uk as well <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see them when i was over there <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to watch the podcast to understand what we're talking about Oh, okay. <laughs> <Definitely> well. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thank you very much. Hopefully, the audio came out good and this works because it's really simple to do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think for this sure. is a great way to expand it out to just the regular blokes that you know listen and follow. Yeah, no, it's great. Get them, yeah, get them in and join in on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the idea, Mark. It's great. We'll thank. Sorry, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. thank. Sorry, we'll thank. 
Brendan, Nerb One, for the... Yeah, uh, thanks, the, Brendan. Yeah, good on you. Yep. Well done, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, Bob. All right. See you, mate. No worries. See ya. See ya. Boom, that was our first, our first video call. call. Yeah. Aussie Bob. And fucking TAA, how's that? TAA. Man? Now, I've heard of TAA, and I always thought TAA was an American airline. Oh, no. But no they were white with old, the blue writing. It was just it was an just old Australian airline. TAA. Because that was yeah. well before my time. Yeah. So no. he, he said he started in 78. Yeah. Like, I was born in 77. So I was, t- say, I was 10 when he started that. Yeah, So yeah, I was yeah. born in 68. Yeah. Aussie Bob, you old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still oh, going. He is, that's great. Yeah. All right, let's get some of these comments because we've got some uh, some stuff to discuss here, I think. The first one is Bruce Fleming. G'day, Bruce. Um, hey, guys, thoroughly enjoy each podcast and topic. Question, what protective gear do you both wear when riding off-road, such as Simpson Desert or Flinders Ranges, i.e., Knee braces, neck braces. So I think Bruce is asking about when we're going to do something a bit hard. Mm-hmm. Do we do we do we add extra stuff? Yeah, it was either one that was asking <laughs> about comparing our different approaches. Oh, well, there was another. There was one. another. There one. was another one. But no, okay, no, 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 we'll, no, we'll leave that for the other. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, for me, um, <clears throat> I don't wear. I have in the past worn um, knee pads. You don't wear knee pads now? You don't have knee pads in your gear? No. Oh. No. Oh. I've got actual external... No, I've got like hard shell external big chunky knee and shin pads. Yeah. Right? So um, if I'm doing something quite technical where it's likely I'm going to fall off on rocky gnarly shit... Yeah. Yeah, I'll chuck them on. So you've... So like I just have the regular motorcycle pants that you buy and and the top. Mm. That's the only protection that I have, and they have the knee pad, hard knee shell. Yeah, so that so doesn't hip. work. Yeah, that, that what doesn't work? Doesn't work for me. Oh, um, so and we're probably going to get be getting into that next question oh, now. Oh, okay, but all right. Yeah. So we'll, 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 yeah. we'll leave that for the moment. Um, but no, so I don't. He was talking specifically about knee braces, which are different to knee pads. Yeah, and uh, neck. What, what do you? What are they called? Neck braces. Neck, bra- neck braces. So yeah. no. And he I says have... IE. Sorry, I'm linguistically stupid. What does IE? I know what EG means, example. What does IE stand for? You know what? You That's don't know a freaking what... good question. I don't yeah. know. Either, either? Either, no, either? No, um, EG is example. Oh, that I would be, is... yeah, the Flinders Rangers, either knee braces or neck braces. Hey, we're having an English lesson here. I don't know what IE stands for. No, well, I'll, you start. Yeah, okay. Okay. You so, just go with where you want to go with. You I'm going to Google it. I'll because I'm interested to know what that means. <laughs> this will be an educational podcast. All right. Um, now, I have never worn a neck brace. Um, and I think, so I've heard, and look, I, I have to admit, I haven't done a whole lot of research on this, so I'm talking shit, all right? I don't know, actually know what I'm talking about. But I have heard that um, there may or may not be a benefit to neck braces. Um, and in fact, I've heard that in some cases, some people swear that they're more dangerous. Um, they, they, could, they increase the risk of injury. I've heard the same thing. Right? So no, I've never bothered. I've just never yeah. bothered to do that. Um, and I've Wh- never is- felt the need. 
No, and I'm the same. I just don't think I, f I feel the need. Um, and this, this is what you've got to watch out with the whole that. And the seat belts. Yeah. If I, if I didn't have the seat belt on, I would have been fine. Well, yeah. Well, no, but there are people that will say if I didn't have the seatbelt, I would have been thrown clear or something like that. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing where you've got to be careful with the things like that. Well, so there's also the other phenomenon where, um, so when they introduced seatbelts in America and Australia, I'm guessing other countries as well, um, what actually happened was um, fatalities increased. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, um, because... Um, People thought that, well, I've got a seatbelt on now, I'm safe. So I'll drive like a fucking idiot. Drive like a race car. Yeah, because I've got a seatbelt. I've got oh, a seatbelt. I'm a race car. I'm, I'm invincible now. Yeah. So, yeah, not exactly, right? No. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so there was a accidents and uh, I think fatalities increased for a short period of time when seatbelt laws were introduced. In Until Western people countries. smartened up and went, oh, okay, this, yeah, yeah right. right. Well, there you go. And so <laughs> I, think, I think with all this protection, there is that false sense of security as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, look, I've never heard of someone actually um, breaking their neck on off-road, you know, as a just a yeah, you know, unless they're racing or something. Someone's really fucked themselves up, you know. Yeah. At hundred, but you will hear it now. We'll have comments. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. You hear will. It now. And no, I'm, well, I'm not saying that facetiously. Yeah. I think what's more common though is um, people fucking their knees up. So I think knees, knee braces make more ankles, sense to me. Feet, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So knee braces do make more sense to me. I've never done that. I've never even tried wearing knee braces. You know, even to see mm. if would this work for me. Um, see, now I would have older. Maybe. Well, when I did uh, the Great Australian Ride, so with the cruiser. Yep. And I got to Cameron's Corner. Before Cameron's Corner, I come off at seventy k's. No worries. Just. Broke the fucking bike, yep. blah blah, fixed it up. Doing ten k's an hour, hit the sand, yep. and I come off funny. Yep. So and that's I, that was my knee. Yeah. Yeah, knee and that. So if I had I had a brace on, I yeah. most probably would have been all right. Yeah, because it's that movement. The knee brace is meant to stop the knee because obviously the knee bends one way, right? It doesn't, it doesn't bend, want to bend the, the other, other way. way no. So the knee brace is to um, stop it from bending the other way when there's that, that sideways yeah. pressure. Um, no, I've Do never you, felt, I've never... I wonder, that, have we ever thought that um, if you so say you stop the, the knee from bending there, well, then something else has to give. Something does it actually up. stop you or does something else wow. further up? Do you, do you risk a broken leg than a fucked knee? Now, you I don't probably, want a broken femur. Well... That's apparently very painful. Apparently that is, but maybe you're better off with a broken leg mm. than a, um, a fucked knee. Now, when I did my uh, groin, yeah. remember in the... Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, in Kangaroo Flat, yeah. not a kilometre from here. We like, were on the way back. You know, we, we were like, just about home. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> and I did my groin, and it was the worst injury ever. <laughs> I was black and blue. Yeah. Um, I can still see that black and blue. It was, oh, like, when you it was me, horrible. Like, it was horrible. Crap. And the pain. I still yeah. remember, you know, because I made it home and I'm laying on the bed, soaking wet, covered in mud. <laughs> I couldn't get undressed. I'm just laying on the bed. I can't get up. I had to call the missus, come home from work. I need to get my gear off. I was fucked. Yeah. Right? And that took, um, no shit, I reckon 18 months to heal. Mm. Right? Because that's ligaments. Um, that's, so it's quicker to heal a bone than it is yeah. ligaments and stuff like I that. I guarantee I would have rathered a broken, broken leg. Yeah, definitely. Not the femur, but lower yeah, down. Yeah. Or a broken foot or something rather than that. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, anyway, so I, I just haven't felt the need for knee braces or neck braces. So, all right. So now Mark's reading the question. I've read it. Yep. Um, what I would say, the only thing that I would do differently, than, <clears throat> so when I go for a ride around the bush here, mm. as opposed to going and doing a something that, you know, the Simpson where it's going to be a bit gnarly, or when we go to do, when I come, when I finally come to the Simpson, when the Himalayan is given away, you finally I come, to, come little desert. to the little desert, yeah. you know what I will wear? What's that? Differently, what? I will put my former X terrains on and not my former um, adventure boots and not my new. Yeah. Um, what's the new ones there down there? The yeah. Moto Dry Adventure. Yeah. No, good point. And boots. that's when you're doing um, either technical stuff or your high chance of coming off. Yeah. You want that. I was talking to Nev about this, and this plays into it because I said I really want to because you know everybody's. Like wants me to get a fucking faster bike and and Kent, you know, Kent says, oh well, fucking get a six ninety or a four fifty, fucking CBR four fifty, then you can come out into the bush, yeah, you know, with us. And it's like, what are you talking about, fucking? You Kent? come out in the... I'm already out in the fucking bush. Now you know what you need to do. You need to get yourself a uh, a lighter bike with, say, a DRZ four hundred, and say, come on, Kent, come to the little desert desert with yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here in that Kent. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, but I was, I was talking, I said, I fucking, because I'm stripped down, you know, Max. Yeah. I really want to come out to the sim, the I, I little really desert. I want you to. And huh? I want to give you a fucking run for your money on that gas gas. Yeah, Just yeah. to show, and I'm not, I, I might get there and just fucking wimp out or not be as fucking good as I thought. No, no, no. But you know what? Because you're ahead of the game again on me now. I only buy two rides. But I think with the weight that I've got off him now, I'm, yeah, yeah. my brain's going, right, I'm going to fucking get on this old DR650, and it's going to keep up to you and most probably overtake you. But you know what I, I, saw I want us to do, and I want us to film this? Yeah. Right? I haven't said this to you yet. All right. I want us to swap bikes. Oh, right? yeah. Now, it's in the sand. I know, you know, you can't wreck the gas gas. I can't wreck the yeah. um, max. You know, we're in the, yeah, it'll mm. be all right. And I reckon we give it a crack on each other's bikes. Yeah, after, yeah. You know, and just see the difference. And That's just, just get... mean, because I've got to eventually get back on max after being on the... Yes, yes. <laughs> no, and I can fun. understand that the gas fun, gas is. It? Oh, it would be, be fun. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Hilarious. Absolutely. I want to see you crash the gas gas. <laughs> in sand. In, soft in sand. sand. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Slowly. Right, hey, Bruce, thanks for the question, man. Thanks, Hopefully, mate. yeah, that's basically all I would do different is the better boots. Yeah, and I'd just I'd really research that neck brace thing. Like I yeah. said, I'm talking shit here. I don't know. No, I no, no. Research and it, that's not to but, say that um, later in life I might start adding extra stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, better definitely. and better. The, the, the better older stuff. you get, the weaker your bones get, yeah. all that sort of yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Um, actually, can I just say, though, one thing I will say is that um, I used to be a, a powerlifter and a competitive strongman. Um, powerlifters, uh, competitive powerlifters, their bone density is in the, I think it's um, on average, in the, like the 98th percentile of all humans, right? So, so their bone density is far higher than the average person. Oh, okay, yep. Right, I've, the only broken bone I've had, it's one broken bone, it's in my hand here. Yep. Um, and that's because when I was 12, I punched a door. And it was a big, solid, one of those yeah, old school right. doors. Right. <laughs> um, told my yeah, parents I punched. And this is where I'll right. defunct you on that one. So what did you say, you're a competitive? Or I used you to said be. competitive. Used to be. Yeah, competitive. Yeah, so powerlifting. Lifter. So basically that, that big, heavy loads, I mean, you know, big weights, it all adds to bone density. But I'm a competitive 
light lifter. Yep. And I've never broken a bone in my body. Well, you never. Okay. Yeah. Well, not that I know of. That that Cameron's <laughs> corner one possibly may yeah. have done a like a. I'm not too sure. I never yeah. went to the hospital. Oh, I think I've had some offs. Yeah. Where I was sure I would have broken something. Yeah. There's that time I on the DR650, I ran into a tree, and yeah. I was sure I'd broken my arm. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, I was a mess. And it turns out no, I'd actually what they say, I'd bruised the bone. Oh. So, okay, so yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> power lifters get an advantage for thickening the bones, and there are always exceptions to the yeah. rule. Mark is just no, really no, good. there's always exceptions to the rule, but they <laughs> everyone will tell every doctor will tell you as you get older, start lifting weights, start that resistance training because it will increase your bone density, right? That's the point I was that, to yeah, you. okay, right, yeah. which will that's, protect that's, you from mm. um, those offs, yeah, yep, on with you, yeah, yeah, and that's plausible. I, I, I think yeah. that's a good thing. Just for that reason, it's good. Yeah, let alone yeah, yeah. all the other good benefits oh, from, yeah, yeah, sure. from doing that shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Question from Tadpole. Hi, guys. Got a question for the podcast. What's your thoughts on podcast filters for carby motorbikes? I just put them on the Hyasung 250R. Made a big difference to my power. I just need. I just put needle clip down on number two position to make it richer and she loves it thanks guys now tadpole actually asked this question in the i got this one old and he's also went to the questions on the website okay. so but it just it was he's phrased it differently on carby bikes so you said the podcast but it's actually pods pod Did filters I? <laughs> did I? I think so. Oh, what's your thoughts <laughs> on you... pod filters for pod... carb? Did I say podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was so getting confused. You did yeah. pour a decent amount. Oh, I'm, I'm already ahead um, of Yeah, I, I think we already answered that question. Um, I think they're great, but they're not something that I would use uh, purely because of the weather and, you know, they're not sealed as... And then someone else made a comment about he's had them, but... Uh, he washed his bike and then went, oops, didn't realise. So now yeah. when he washes his bike, his bike, he puts a cover over the pod yeah, to stop the water getting... That's that's the, that's the only downside. Look, they look great. They look great. And clearly, and they've worked really well for his bike. Yeah, see, this is the thing. They do look good, and they also let a whole lot of air in. Um, Correct, yeah. Yeah, and so um, I think, you know, if it depends on what you're doing with your bike. If you're not going to be riding in the rain or through creeks... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, so they look cool, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, brilliant. Turtle, large tanks. Have you guys had any experiences with fitting and using large tanks? Yes. Yes. Boom. Yes. Uh, or, <laughs> I knew the answer before, that's why I went. Or do I just get some fuel bladders? That's a really good question. I think that's a smart question. Yeah, turtle is a, is a smart man. You know what? It is a good question because, um, you know, as yeah, Max has got the thirty-five liter tank, or which it? I, he now it's a thirty-liter safari tank. It now holds thirty-six liters because yeah, they grow. They, they grow, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've had that. I've had a DR six fifty with yep. the same tank. I've had a um, a DRZ four hundred with the seventeen liter tank, which turned into twenty liter. Yep, which is a good amount. That's on the DRZ four hundred. A, the, the 17 litre tank from Safari. Brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Right? It's a, that's just the right balance, I think, for that bike. And it looks cool too. I think that's what Ozzy Bob's got. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. On his. Um, 
you know, and so for me with the gas gas, you know, I've got the, the five and a half litres up front, which will probably soon be six litres as it expands. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. I, I got know. the Safari tank because I knew I was doing the Simpson. Yeah. And I just, that's, I just went with it. Boom. I don't need it now. Mm. But I actually do, like I wouldn't tell people you need to get a safari tank now. You no. do not need to get a safari tank of that size on a Look, DR. I go as far as saying you don't need a long range tank, right? No, yeah. You can just use bladders and and generally for most bikes, the, the, the fuel range from the standard tank is probably enough for out and about sort of riding. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, however, you've got to weigh up... Um, you know, do you want the bike to look cool? Yes. Um, do you want the convenience? Correct. Um, but then you've got to consider the weight, right, of either the bigger tank or the once it's full, Yeah. what that's going to weigh. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't worry so much. Some people have, I've heard mention, well, you know, if you've got this 30-litre tank and, you know, you're only putting 15 litres and it's sloshing around, it's going to change your weight mm. balance. No, I don't think that's an issue. No, um, personally. I recently heard that too. Yeah, yeah I don't, yeah, I don't think that's an issue. Went, the oh, way no. these tanks are designed... Just, just their, their, their physical structure. I, I've I never had a problem. I've never an issue. Re- thought even, you know, 36 litres and I've got I've had, you know, small amounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's never been an issue. No. no. I've never felt it. I mean, literally, you know, like uh, with the uh, the XR650, I had a bigger tank on that. I think yeah. I, it was a Clark tank or something, a bigger Clark. tank. Clark? Wow. I think it was a Clark. Anyway, remember yeah. that I was running out of fuel, and I um I was I was out in reserve, then I was out completely. I had to lay the bike down That's to get right. the fuel into the other lobe of the tank. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, it's whatever. It's and the other thing too is budget. Oh yeah, yeah. to buy a big tank that's suited to your bike. Yeah. But there's a cost involved in that. So a bladder is. The next best thing, and there is cost involved in that. They're expensive. Go to super cheap, get a five liter bloody jerry can. And strap it to the back. Strap it to the back. Yeah, That's yeah. perfectly fine and brilliant. I've done that on the posty bike. Yeah, yeah. With ten liter tanks and stuff. And you've the, the Himalayan with the setup with those two. two yeah, things those on the two side. things. Yeah, Harry, um, I've got the three liter ones that fit in the slant ones that fit in the, yeah. the saddlebags. So with the gas gas, now I could have bought and I considered. Buying, um, I considered buying the the um, uh, oh shit, what's the the blue version of the the white and blue version? I just lost the Yamaha. No, I just lost the for the six nine. Service, Macabus. Oh my god, I can't believe I've just lost the the the, the brand name. All Red right. clowns jerking off in a. There's KDM. Green. There's me. Gas Gas. And oh, the Husky. Husqvarna. 701. Oh, I can't believe it. Right. The Husqvarna Long Range. Yep. Right? They've got the bigger tanks up front. Oh. Right. So I considered going down that route. I considered getting a KDM 690 and then putting on the big tanks up front. Yep. Right? I considered all of that. And I thought, you know, I don't want that because I don't need all that fuel capacity most of the time. Most, no, that's right. Yeah. Right? What I wanted was 300 to 350 kilometer range. Yeah. Right. Which I've now got, and the bike is still light. It's slimline. It's it's what I want. You're not and adding extra things to thanks it. Thanks to yeah. thanks to buddy David. Dave from I've, Adelaide. I've got David. I've got, yep. I've got a blad, a fuel bladder there. Um, yeah. And I've got another one as well. A, a fox. You know, the shitty fox ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm all good. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, you just work out budget looks. Yeah. That. There you go. Brilliant. Oh, and he's also got a second thing. And how do we get involved? 
slash contribute to Goat Initiative. Ooh, stay tuned. Stay tuned, mate. Um, we are going to be looking for a lot. We've got of our second be... meeting, which will be a virtual meeting this time. It will be virtual. Um, On and next Friday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Realistically, you know, it might be three months before we start. Yeah. Getting to the point where we. There's a whole lot of um, like governance stuff, you yeah, know, like legal structures and all that that we've got to get dial in first before we. Yeah, yeah. But there will be, we will need help. We will without. There's a, there's a, this. This cannot happen without, without the support of um, adventure riders in Australia. Um, yeah, providing that support. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there will be opportunities for people to be involved definitely. in getting it off the ground. Definitely. We need that. We can't get it off the ground without it. Yep. And then obviously people just can utilize it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Frank Triple Moto. You may have heard this question a million times, but what motorcycle do you think would suit a beginner off-road rider that is experienced on-road and on a budget? Mm. I think that's a bloody good question it's, too. That is a good question, and I think um, I think I mean we may have had <clears throat> questions like this in the past, but I think it's it's important to continue to answer them because we get new people. We always get new yeah, people, um, and I think you'll probably agree, Mark. Right, yeah. that you should go for something small, yep, light, and cheap. Yes, right. <clears throat> um, you know, two fifty, three hundred, that sort of thing. Um, something that's um, you're not on tippy toes. You know, you you your first experience in the dirt. You want to be able to, if you can, be flat footed or close to it. Close to it, yep. Um, now you might be a an ace road rider. You might be able to yeah, go totally, around yeah, it. Yeah. But no, totally dirt different. is a totally different experience. Because that was me. I was road rider. Well, yep. I started off, but that was years and yeah. years and years. And then I came back, and it was road. Then I went off road, and it was a. Most people have watched my learning experience yeah. of doing road, uh, the off road. And look, I've I've just seen this happen a few times now, where people have um, started with potentially the wrong bike on the dirt, yeah. and they've just they've they haven't stuck with it because it's just it's hard. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's the typical thing that we always hear. It's you know the um, they watched the Charlie and you and long way round and mm. went out and bought a BMW fucking GS twelve hundred and yeah. put all the all the panniers and just loaded the fuck out of the bike and went, I'm gonna go fucking ride on the dirt and went, Holy shit. Yeah. This is not what yeah. it looked like when I watched Charlie and Ewan. Actually I just I've got a little story here. Alright, so I um the other day I had a duck into town, so I'm out of, you know, I'm a bit out of town. Yeah. And I thought, I'm gonna take the bike. Thought, hang on, which bike am I gonna take? <laughs> <laughs> I took the big bike. I took the the big girl, the 1090. Oh, I took it for a run. Yeah, good. Yeah, and uh, anyway, so I'm I'm out riding the big bike, and um, and I'm sort of getting a bit carried away, you know, here and there, and sort of oh, back roads and all that. Oh yes. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm actually I feel like I'm a better rider since riding the lighter bike. Oh really? Since well, ride, they say that, don't they? Isn't it weird? So since and I didn't go off road at all on the. Oh no, I did a little bit, but but. That's beside the point. Most yeah. of it was on the road, right? On the 1090. And it's like, okay, I'm, I feel like I'm just more comfortable crawling along really, really slow in traffic because there's a shitload of traffic. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm feeling more balanced. I'm just feeling more at ease. Um, I'm just, I don't know. It was a funny feeling I got. Oh, I wouldn't like, have thought you would have felt it there. I would have no, thought you no. would have felt it on the tracks because what happens with the lighter 
better suspension, whatever it is, you know, going from a DR650 to a KDM690, yeah, yeah. um, is that the bike enables you to push further past where you're normally comfortable, where you... Yeah, it was just... So... It was, it was the weird... I know what you're saying, yeah, but yeah. it was the weirdest feeling. I just felt like, hang on, I just feel like I've got more, more balance. I've got more yeah. whatever. Because I've gone from so much time in the desert with a lighter bike... Yeah. And now I've just jumped on the road with a big-ass heavy bike. Yes. And this is feeling great. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just imagining it. I'm laughing. I'm fucking laughing because all you are doing, Alistair, is you are justifying the fuck out of why you spent so much money and bought a Gas Gas 700. And why I'm keeping the 1090. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk, you're doing what we all do. We talk Talking ourselves in. It. We yeah, give yeah. all the great reasons why. Mm. Anyway, so, so that was the other thing, is while I'm enjoying my 1090, I thought, fuck, I miss this bike. I fucking love it. I'm yeah, not selling it. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. That's like when I hop on Harry. <laughs> right. Yeah, just... All right, so for, yeah. so for Frank... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grab a small bike. Don't go, for, don't go for the bike that you want to get. Buy a second-hand bike. Get a small one. Like you said, feet down, flat. Yeah. All right, so let's talk actual physical... Uh, um, Practicalities here. So a CRF 250L, right? I yeah. think they're a little bit older now. You should be able to pick up one of them pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, even an older WR 250R, um, they might be around cheap at the moment. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What's a, what's a bike that? Because some of those can hold their prices. What's a bike that really isn't off road, but you can take it off road? Like I'm talking. Um, yeah. You know, like okay. you think of a posty bike. Let's, yeah, the, the posty bike. I wouldn't say option. get a posty bike. Well, I, I was going to say if you don't mind kickstarting an, an XR250. Yeah. Um, they're a great little bike to get to to practice on, and like, they're bulletproof. What? What? I don't know how much. Like, like a K, KLX. 150 is it KLX? Like the KLX oh, yeah. has got a 150. Oh well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's... um, the Honda uh, 190 XR 190 or something. It's an ag bike. Yeah. The, the apart from being gutless, right? This thing would be the perfect adventure bike. Yeah. Right. It's just it's almost a full size bike. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'd ride it. Yeah. It's only 190. Yeah. But it's, it's an ag bike, but it'll go anywhere, and it's a great bike to practice. In the dirt on. When you fall off, and inevitably you're going to fall off. You're not going to break easy it. easy to pick up. You're not breaking much. It doesn't cost the fucking earth. They've even got that little rubber flap on the um, on the side stand. You know the old school? Oh, the posties have that little rubber, yeah. sl- rubber flap. Oh, do they have that, do they? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a posty thing. No, no. My old XR had it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that sort of thing. Well, that posty bike actually has a kickstand on either side. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've done that for, for Frank. Right, Fitz F1. Great PC again, guys. Non-bike question for you. Is the wildlife in Australia as deadly as us non-Australians think it is? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, there was a guy yesterday who died just walking down the road. He did? Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a block away. Um, <laughs> real answer. Um, no, it's not. Well. No, the stuff that no, no the US or UK or anybody else... They watch the the documentaries or the Steve Irwins or whatever. Look, it depends on where you are. So we're in Victoria, yeah, in the state of Victoria. Yep. The worst we've got is some snakes, right? And look, honestly... What? We have redbacks and spiders. Redbacks are spiders. Well, when was yes. the last time you heard of anyone getting bit by a redback? I know, but I got them around here. I know you got them around. So a non-Australian might come here and if they were living here, they wouldn't have that innate built-in 
thing in their brain that goes, when you lift up a bit of iron, you know that possibly there's going to be a redback. They wouldn't think that. Okay. So yeah. we, a, a we red, do that without even look, thinking. A redback's probably not going to kill you. It won't kill you, It's no. going to fuck you up, though. Yeah, it'll fuck right? you up, yeah. A snake, if you're out in the bush, like on a bushwalk or something, and no, a couple of hours away from help, well, well you're you. fucked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've got that in, in Victoria, but it's only at certain times of the year. However, we've got scorpions! Sorry, no, Mark wants to not, have everything. They're yeah. not going to kill you. No. Right. But, no, my point is, up in Queensland, so because I lived in Cairns for a few yeah. years, so up in north, far north Queensland, you've got, um, for most of the year, if you jump in the water, you can get oh. fucked up by the, the, by the jellyfish, right? They will Oh, well, hang on. All right, just hang on. Let me, yep, right, let me continue. Okay. So, you know, uh, so deadly <laughs> as us non-Australians uh, think it is. Have either of you had any close calls? Being a British bloke, I think there's a spider hiding in every bush and a man-eating crocodile in every puddle waiting to leap out and kill you to death. It's not quite that bad. How, however, <laughs> however, yeah. Now, go if you Queensland. jump, if you jump in the ocean in Cairns, up yeah. far north Queensland, for most of the year, um, yeah. you 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 yeah. are likely to get um, get stung by a, by a, by a stinger. Yeah. Right. Now, there's different types of stingers. Some are just going to um, cause so much pain that you wish you were dead. Yep. And some will actually kill you. Kill you, you yeah. Um, and if they don't get you, the crocs that are just hanging out at the beach for In fun, the, yeah. they'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we have blue ring octopuses here in Victoria? Oh, I reckon no, we, we, do. Do. we do. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. root- oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, cool. I'm rooting for Victoria. Yeah, cool. Okay. You know, I see the top 100. Except you know, it's too goddamn cold to go in the ocean no, in Victoria. I <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I always see those documentaries and stuff where they Whoops. where they have the uh, you know the top fucking venomous. And yeah. as soon as I see Australia, it's like yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm I'm rooting for us. The the two things that I actually worry about, yeah, are, um, are crocodiles and sharks and the great white sharks. Oh, so we have sharks, but a lot of people have sharks. Oh, yeah. so the shark. Most sharks in Australia are pretty harmless. Like you go up in Cairns diving and stuff. Um, your reef sharks. I mean, oh, because you said about the reef sharks. Yeah, yeah they're no big problem. deal. They're, yeah. they're fine. They won't. They won't bother yeah. you. You're as big as they are. But down here, see the abalone divers. That's a big thing. Is the oh, white, the, the, the great whites. Great whites. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck I'm you making up. a meal out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but crocs, they really worry me. Yeah. Up in North Queensland, because uh, even in Cairns, in the city of Cairns, you've got. Um, um, so you've got mangroves. Cairns is built on like basically a mangrove swamp. Yeah. Right? And so you've got all these channels through the city. Ah. Right? Um, and a lot of it in some park sort of areas and all that, it's still kind of mangrovey. Yeah. Right? And crocs hang out there. Yeah, yeah, So a lot of people just go go through a line and do a little bit of fishing in the mangroves, you know, in the city. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And there will be crocs hanging around. Yeah. Um, so until they become an issue... They're just left there until yeah, yeah, they're yeah. and then they remove. Yeah, and then, then one day on the news it'll be so, oh, yeah, down, I remember once there was down Sheridan Street, which is the main drag in, in, in Cairns. Uh, yeah, there was a croc uh, wandering down the road and these taxi drivers trying to sort of scare <laughs> it away to get it. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, look, I haven't had any close, what I would call close. We, look, we understand that there are snakes. They aren't, none of these animals want to, are out to get you. Crocs will. <clears throat> They, they, they will. But it's because you're within their vicinity. Oh, yes, they will. Yeah. No, no, so, they will. Yeah, no, they will go. Yeah. A snake won't unless you're that. Well, you still, once you get into the vicinity of their space yeah. and they got no way out, they will go. A croc won't do the way out. He no, will actually. He'll just, if just you go your, he won't 
If you've got a way out, he doesn't care. He's going for yeah. you. And if you compare Crocs to your uh, alligators in America, pff, yeah, no, nice. they're pussies. Yeah, alligators are alligators nothing. Alligators are pussies, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to fuck with an alligator either, but I'd take an alligator every day oh, over a fucking crocodile. Hell yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think my worst, you know, I've come across snakes and that, but you, you see the snake and you go, right, just take a wide berth, not a fucking issue. I had, we, we had a snake once in the yard, and so I got the shovel out, as you do, yeah. and, um, and I, I, I chopped it, I chopped took it. its head off, yeah. you know, about that much of its sort of body and head, yeah. and um, so then I, I went to pick up the body, uh, yeah. right, and next thing the fucking head's still, like, yeah. coming for me, so, holy <laughs> fuck! This thing, it still was no. moving and attacking, it went to yeah. attack me, and it was only that long, and it, and it had like, I had this much body that I'd cut off. Yeah, that's why you're supposed to bury bury them. <laughs> they say, this is most of you, I remember as a zombie kid. fucking... Yeah, the, um, you had to wait after sundown, once yeah. it was sundown, then it was safe. Yeah. Like with a, the head chopped off a off a snake. Yeah. Yeah, but before that, if it's chopped off and it's sitting there, it can still bite you. Jeez, I hope Parks Victoria aren't listening to this. Yeah, no, that's right, because they're protected. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are times, there are times when you need to do that, and I don't fucking care. It was self defense. It's in my backyard, and I've got a dog there, or I've got a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That snake's getting its head chopped off. Yep. Regardless of whether it's protected or not. Whether you get a fine or not. My life and my family's life yep. is more than the snake. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. All right, um, so I was going to say, really, the, there wasn't really that much of an encounter, but it's an interesting story. When I was on the pasty bike going up to the back of Burke, I got to Poon Kerry, and it was fucking dark, and I ended up camping behind the hall at Poon Kerry. There's a, there's a oh, hall yeah, there next to the this. golf yeah, yeah. course thing there, um, and it's a little nook, and I, I, I camped there, and I remember waking up in the morning, Unzipping, and as I unzipped, there on the ground was this fucking scorpion, little little scorpion mm. walking around. And I went in my head, I'm going, fucking lucky I was in a tent and not a swag. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, but like you said, the scorpion most probably. I don't think it'll kill you. Oh, I could be wrong. Um, oh, fucking. Well, we're talking serious shit here, yeah, Alistair. It'll you fuck better you be up. getting this right. No, no, that's what I mean. It'll fuck you up. Yeah, it'll fuck me up. But right, I don't have to actually kill you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm no, I'm I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it of, would. I don't think it would. It'd yeah. be like the red back here. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. extreme pain, but, rotting flesh, all the rest of it. But, you but we're dickheads here, so don't, don't take <laughs> this verbatim. No. <laughs> all right, so yeah. So Fitz F1, if you want to come over to Australia, man, they're not jumping out the bushes trying to bloody get you. Just got to be, you know, what do we say? Be self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The governments and everybody's trying to say, hey, everything's so safe and wonderful and we're doing all these programs and we're keeping you safe. Well, that's great and dandy, but you still got to in your brain go, no, no, I'm responsible for my safety. Yeah. That's great that they have that stuff. Yeah. But I'm still responsible. Every year in Cairns, people are in the... Because people swim in the stinger nets, right? So they, they yeah. put out these stinger nets so people can still swim in the ocean. And, and that, the, that's and all the way down, actually. I think Rocky even has that. Rocky quite possibly, yeah. Quite yeah. a ways down, yeah. And um, every year, people still get stung in the, in the stinger nets. Yeah. So <laughs> what do they do? Sue the council because there shouldn't be any there? Or Maybe. not? Oh, I don't I know, don't actually. Know. Um, yeah. An idea. So they get through, do they? Yeah, particularly the um, I can't remember the name. So the the man the box, of war, man of war, the it? box jellyfish is a fairly big jellyfish. I think the body is like that, and yeah. its tentacles are 
quite long. Yeah. They will. Um, that's they're the ones that um. Think of an ice stung, those that didn't get a visual ice cream bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the ones that if you get stung, um, they they latch on and they don't come off. And apparently, pissing on on the, the yeah. victim is the way to go. That or vinegar. Yeah. So there's there used to be. I don't know if they still do it, but there used to be a bottle if of I vinegar had, at every beach. Yes, they did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just as a side note, if I had vinegar and uh, piss, I'd piss on you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. At least, um, I'm, I guess it would help. Oh, hey. But then there's the era, era, era can't. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I know. I can't. I I'm I trying know. to think of it. Is. It's a very small jellyfish, um, and they tiny. Are, they are tiny, and so they get through the stinging nets sometimes, and they will kill you. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I've, I always just as a rule I just stayed out of the water during the the, the period of time of the year, um, where you know where it was dangerous to swim in the ocean in Cairns. Sea nettle, lion's mane jellyfish. That's it. Era era can era can canji. Like that's that. it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, those are all fuckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I also found out. Sorry, this is from before. So we've answered that. Yeah. We've answered that one. The abbreviation IE stands for ID space EST, which is Latin for that is. So IE, that is. So if we were to read that again, so obviously Bruce is quite the knowledgeable fellow. He does read lots of books. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you are, such as the Simpson Desert or Flinders Ranges, that is, uh, knee braces and neck. Brace. Yeah, yeah, so there yeah, you yeah. go. Thanks, Bruce, for bloody enlightening us uh, Thanks, dickheads mate. here. Yeah, yeah. Well, there yeah, you go. Cool. All right, we've got Topsy. I'll call him Topsy Turvy. Now, we've got background on this one. Only been riding for about two years. I've owned a Hemi and now a CB500X. Question. What do I go... Oh, sorry. How do I go about learning to ride two up? Would love to take the wife on the back to get a coffee, etc., to spend time together. Cheers. So well, I thought that you, was another yeah, good that is question. A good question. Okay, so but, here's the plan. Right, what you need to do, don't let your wife know you're doing this, all right? Start dating another girl you don't really care about, all right? As long as she's interested in motorbikes. Get her on the back, all right? Then yep. it's not going to matter. Get comfortable with it, all right? Then dump her. I mean, you don't have to dump her, but, you know, it's probably yeah. a good idea. And then get your wife on the don't back. Don't answer a text experience. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Alistair's marital fucking buddy. Yeah, I've been divorced twice. Don't take my advice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was it. It's, I found that. I thought that was a good one. No, it is. And an interesting actually, it is one a good because, one. I don't know, I just said, no, jump on the back and I will go. I think that's what you have to do. I don't yeah. think there's any other way around it. Is to um, and look honestly, you don't you don't necessarily need the um, the mistress on the side to jump on the back. No. Um, maybe not your wife. Maybe I don't know a uh, a lighter mate. Yeah. Or a son. I'd jump on the back, man. If you were fucking close by, bring your bike Fuck around. Uh, I'd jump Jesus on the back. Christ. Yeah, I'll do that. Evil no worries evil. at all. Yeah, I'll um, give him a limit. Don't go any faster than sixty k's an hour. But yeah, um, but I think it's the only way to do it. Is you just got to yeah, just got to give it a crack. I don't know, filling sacks of stuff to make a dummy that you could put on the back to feel the weight or something like that. Uh, but that's all it is. Look, it's just extra weight. No, it's not. But it's more than that, though. See, because they move, they move, yeah. and I'm I'm pretty sure. But I would imagine that Nay is pretty good on the back of a bike. Yeah, yeah, right. 
Um, and some people are good, some people aren't. Mm. Some people, you know, when you take that corner and you're leaning into that corner, they're like fighting it. They're leaning the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then they'll, and then they'll realize halfway through, oh, I'm leaning the wrong way. I'll just lean this way really quickly. Yeah. Things like that. So you've got to... Cool. Sorry, if I was to give him the... Ex- ex- yeah. My advice is, topsy-turvy, tell your missus that you know how that, the, you know, that you're fine, she can jump on. Don't have the bike started. Get her on the back. Yep. Take it off the stand. Yeah. Just kind of like feel the bike, move it a little around about. Just Get a go, feel for does it. Does that feel okay, love? And just go around the block or something. And then go, all right, now we're going to start the bike up. Start it up. Just sit mm. there in neutral. Give it a bit of a rev. Does that still feel all right, love? If she goes, yes, then you go, okay, now I'm going to put it into first. And let's just putter along yeah. out to the end of the driveway. Because my thing with a... Having a pillion, it's not about you being a star fucking rider to be able to ride with a pillion. It's all about making the pillion comfortable and feel safe. And in fact, if they're, if maybe this, you do need the the wife or the the mistress for this to actually hug you, to put, you know, to lean into you, hold your body. That way she's going to be leaning with you, whether she likes it or not, because she's holding on for dear life. Around yeah. your body, but she shouldn't be dealing. She shouldn't. No, be doing no. But that. some people are just nervous. Some, yeah. But can, I think we what we should also quickly address though, is that um, how do you get this pillion on and off the bike? Right? Well, it depends on what type of bike it is. If it's a cruiser, it's very very easy because yeah. they're so low. So what I've always done, and I guess I don't know if other people do that. I've never had yeah, this conversation okay. with anyone. I jump on the bike first, obviously. Yeah. Right. I make sure I've got. The handbrake on. Yes. Right? I've got both feet flat on the ground, if yeah. I can. Yeah. Right? And then I say, yep, you're good to go. That's how I do it. All exactly right? how I do it. And then when I stop and it's time for her to get off, yeah. off the bike, that is. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was a bit slow on that one. All right, okay. <laughs> then again, you, you make sure the brake's on, right? Yes. Um, you make sure your feet are both firmly planted on the ground, and then you tell her it's okay to get, get off. off. Don't let them to start jumping off willy nilly. No, 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 no. Because no, it's a team. It's a team. It a, yeah, it's a it team is. thing. It really is. Yep. And if they, if if their helmet hits your helmet, that's your fault, not their fault. Yeah. If you hit the brakes too hard, yeah. boop, yep. they need to know that it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what I'm like. <laughs> I'm all about making people happy. But see, you, you're, because um, I mean, you know, we've done um, the high country. Um, you were on. Um, Harry, with May on the back, yeah. going through all those twisties, yeah. and you're going a pretty good pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for a cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you know, so you're actually pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And May's good at it. Yes. That's yeah. it. The yeah. The thing that the pillion needs, the, the, the pillion just needs to know that they just need to be neutral. Yeah. They don't just go with the flow. Whatever happens, you just stay neutral, and if the bike starts to lean, let it lean. Just go with it. You you don't have to try and lean in. You don't lean out. You just stay neutral, because the rider does all the leaning. Yeah. And the bike. That that's that's all they have to do. Yeah. And I also think that the pillion's better off getting on the bike, like they'd get on a horse. So they'd put the the let's say it's hard to do this on a podcast without. Yeah. So if you're jumping onto the bike and you're going to be jumping over to the right hand side. You stick your left foot on and then kick your right foot over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Cool. Cool. But the main, I think the main thing is, yeah, just you just got to yeah, get the missus on, take it in stages, and make sure that she is happy at every stage, and don't be a fucking show off. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. If don't. you want your missus to in, to actually go with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't be a show off because she'll fucking think you're a cockhead. Yep. <laughs> and won't jump on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because while you know, sometimes we can think you know we're and we're popping a meat. Well, I don't pop wheelies, but because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Uh, we think everybody it's, it's else, easier with everybody pill, else apparently. looking, yeah, apparently, <laughs> everybody else, yeah, it's like whole Harley riders with their big cracky fucking things in the supermarkets, and you know, when you do that, you kind of like feel cool. But everybody else, and I just thinks you're a wanker. Yeah, this thinks you're a wanker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Wayne Taron. The two of you have different approaches to riding gear that oh, you both wear. So here's this one. Yeah. Yep. What about a detailed comparison of your protective gear, pros, cons, what works, what doesn't, what gear is suitable for what rising style or conditions? Okay, so first off, uh, Wayne, we can't do that on this podcast. That would have to be... Oh, jeez, he's giving me the fucking evil stare of death. No, sorry. No, that was me like zoning out a little bit. Oh, right. Something. Yeah, because um, there's a lot. There's so many ifs, buts. Well, we can. Uh, what types... And all that kind of stuff. We could talk about it a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah, we can a little bit, yeah, but not go into pros and cons and what works and what doesn't. And no, I mean, you know, where do you start? What I mean, rising, rising style or conditions, etc. Uh, so we do have different. I just throw on. I have boots, which is the same. We have gloves, which is the same. We have a helmet, which is the same. Well, no, I've so you've gone to the softer, more comfortable boots. Right, and this is where you're going to get into, yeah. Yeah. We could be here forever. Depends on what sort of riding you do. Yeah. Um, I've gone for middle of the road. sort of. Which is what I did have, and yeah. then I've gone to that, but I've still got them, like I said, if I was to... Do, we're we're doing the little desert. You're little desert, I'm going to yeah. put the tougher ones uh, on. I just bought some new um, dirt bike pants, which are more sort of crossover between adventure pants and dirt bike pants. Yeah. Um, love them, actually. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to do a little uh, video on mm -hmm. that because they're, they're really good. Um, yeah, probably the biggest difference between you and I with what we, what gear we wear is the um, the armour side of things. Yeah, you have the T-shirt with the armour built in. Yes, yeah, so I have the, that like um, compression suit, sort of compression top sort of... Athletes, fucking footballers. Yeah, all that with kind the armour built into skins. it. Skins, they call them skins. Skins, yeah, yeah. And it's got a zipper up the side. Um <clears throat> Anyway, the armor's built into that. I prefer that. I don't yeah. like having my armor in my jacket. Yeah. The reason is because I overheat really quick. Yeah. Um, and so when I overheat, the jacket comes off. Yeah. I want to still have my body armor on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's the only difference, really. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think we'll go any further than that. All right. Boots, gloves, helmet, pants, and top. Mm. Make sure you got pads. Hip pads, mm. knee pads, elbow hip, pads, hip pads, shoulder pads, yeah, backpack. I don't have knee pads because they don't because for whatever reason <clears throat> because of my fat gut or something. Yeah. Um the knee pads never line up properly with my knees. Oh, so right. This doesn't work. For Do me. they go further down or further up? Further down because apparently the fatter oh. you are, the taller you are. Oh. And that's not the case, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Can, oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, cool. So maybe you need to, like, you've got with your uh, your t-shirt, your skins compression thing. Yeah. 
can you get compression pants and have the knee pads in that? I think they actually do sell them, but yeah. then um, no, I've got. But then you get. I've got those when I want. Then you look pads. like a padded ninja. A padded, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That'd suit the seven seven. Uh, the, uh, the the gas gas, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a Power Ranger. I literally look like a fucking Power Ranger. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. Fucking hell. All right. M931A2. Can we see a picture of Alistair with hair? I was was actually looking at my phone for one, and I don't. I should have teed it up before you got here. It's been so long. Um, I'll find one. I've never seen you with hair. No. I haven't, yeah, since I've known I you, you haven't I had can't hair. remember. Yeah, yeah, not not decent head of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, you I can tell you that. St- you have some stubble hanging around there. Yeah, yeah. All right, Sumo, solid PC once again, fellas. Question for the PC and some trivia. A different question on road bike aesthetics. What do you each consider to be the best-looking naked street bike? And I Ooh. didn't get a chance to actually figure that one out. Well, hang on, but something? he's already saying naked. Yeah. So naked. out of the naked ones. Out of the naked ones. See, I'm not in the naked, like, I'm not, I don't know. What are some naked bikes? Isn't it? You're the sexiest looking naked bike. Mm. I've always wanted one and I still want one. Yeah. It's a, um, a GSX-R1100 from, I think, like the 90s with that. Oh. Uh, it's got a unique sort of frame, inline four, um, air-cooled engine, um, pod filters, freaking yeah. um, Street Fighter style. Right, so the fairing comes off. You've got the twin headlights. I want that. Um, and, yeah, and what are you doing? You're looking at... Oh, I'm just looking up naked motorcycles. Yeah, okay. CF Moto. Um, Ducati. Oh, I don't know. They don't just... They just well, some of them I used there. to have... Um, so I, I've had a couple of uh, Suzuki Bandit 1200s or, 12, or 1250 and a 1200. Um, and they were like they had their half fairing. Oh, I like that one. Ducati um, Scrambler. That's Urban Motard. So that's, yeah. Yeah, and the colours. Um, VMAX. There's an old oh, one. The old V-Max. VMAX. I would have loved a VMAX. Um, and I know they're a cruiser style, but I, you know, I can put up with that because yeah. of that engine, that awesome, that setup they have. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Don't know. Yep. I, for me, it's the Ducati Scrambler. Looking yeah. at all those ones, and this obviously isn't going to be all of them because I don't like all the modern stuff. They're power range. No, nah, you know what? I don't like those modern. And you know what? Those modern um, naked sort of bike stock, they're too small for me. Yeah. They're tiny. Yeah. So this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll yeah. Fuck off that. Cool. Hopefully that helps. Oh, so hang on. His personal trivia. <laughs> Oh, right, I remember reading this. Um, talking about Tommy, the Mad Max posty bike, which I've got here. Yep. Um, back in primary school, I got to wear Mel Gibson's original Mad Max jacket. Oh, wow. While holding the Crocodile Dundee knife at the Canberra Movie Fucking Museum. How's that? That's cool. That's that's pretty cool. That's cool, yeah. Too yeah, iconic. Yeah. Like his jacket and the Dundee and then knife. The knife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Furthermore... <laughs> I bought my first car, which was an XE Ford Falcon, from a guy who rented one of Mel Gibson's properties in Tangambalanga, northeast Victoria. He had it sitting in the garage on the property. There you go. Mm. Boom. Wow. Nice one. Right, Dean Judd, we have. Boys, absolutely loving the podcast. Keep them up. But, yes... 
you take the DRZ 400 up the Cape, but if you're leaving from Bendigo there and back, are you taking the DRZ 400? Yes. Oh, oh, cool. oh, oh that's cool. me. That's but that's me. That's, yeah, yeah, no, I get I'll, that. You know, I'll fucking ride a postie up to the back of Birkenback. It's, you know, I, it's that's all part of it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. You do it easier on the DR650. You do it easier on Africa Twin fucking 400. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. You've got, I don't know how far you'd have to get from Bendigo. Would it be over two thousand kilometres, touching three thousand kilometres to get. To get to the Cape, yeah. To get to the tip, yeah. Try well, over that's four and a half thousand kilometres. But so to get to the Telegraph, before you get to the Telegraph, where you get the so to stuff. get to so to, to get from Bendigo to Cairns, uh, and I've done this yeah, a couple so of times. Cairns. All right, you're looking at three thousand two hundred kilometres if you take the inland uh, road, which bypasses Brisbane. Sydney, yeah, Brisbane, yeah, yeah. Right? It's about 3,200 so kilometres. It's a lot of kilometres that you're doing. But then you've got another 1,200 kilometres just to get up to the tip from there. Yeah. And so that's, that's where the DRZ400 is in its element and whatever big bike you've got is yeah. now... Well, see, the, the thing is, um, well, it depends on the, which route you're going up from Cairns up to the, the, the Cape as well. Cause yeah, because you can take the... You can take the easy the, road. The easy road, yeah. yeah. So you can take your Africa Twin on that. Yeah. Or your um, Harley, if you so wish. Yes. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Million Dollar Bogan. Bogan, that's him. Yeah. Um, but then there's a whole lot of other tracks, which the, the Telegraph, whatever the, I don't know, whatever the tracks are. The Telegraph. And the Telegraph. With the Kreb, is that? Well, the Krebs, Krebs? The, the Krebs sort of, not all the way, the Krebs just a little bit. A little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, question mark, yes, I would. Yeah. If I was doing it, yeah. Why just, not? You make it an, ad, an adventure. It's all about, you know, being the most comfortablest. Hmm. Yeah, it's just getting on a just bike. Just stop more often and stretch yeah. and loosen. And find some better ways to get there. Don't just sit on the highway, you know, take some, mix it up. Take some dirt roads. Yeah. Do 200Ks and then find a 50K dirt road, do the dirt, and then mm. jump back out. Yeah, that yeah. kind of bullshit. Or fucking fly to Cairns, take the, take it, you know, grab the, the tour where you jump on a DRZ 400. And you do the point. Or get a trailer and drive to Cairns with the bike in the trailer. Yeah, wouldn't it be cheaper? Like, petrol, petrol would cost you a fortune. Because I've thought of shit like that. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it'd be cheaper um, to fly up. I'm wondering, right, if you go to, if you try and get to Cairns as the crow flies from here. Yeah. Right, because there's that inland, the Newell Highway. The Newell Highway, think, yeah. yeah. which bypasses Sydney and And Brisbane. that's the way that you always want to go. It at Rocky, I think. Yeah. Um, the, the Newell. But from there... If you stayed inland, I reckon you could find some pretty cool dirt roads that takes you all the way straight up, maybe into the Tablelands area, and then come down into Cairns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never looked at it. There's yeah, there's no, no, some interesting routes there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone will know. And hey, hopefully with this goat thing, we'll be uh, we'll be sourcing well, those yeah. and finding them out and um, exactly making them available to everybody. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, Oh, that, that was all the questions. There were more questions, but I think they were questions from previous podcasts. I was trying to... Oh, in actual fact, I don't know how long I've been going for. I know. We, we the blue light hasn't gone off yet, so we must be doing all right, I think. Jesus. Um, I just realised I've got a Batman neck. Oh, I was just fucking feeling that too. Yeah. Uh, uh, library. Uh, da, 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 screenshots. 
And what do we have? Oh, this was um, Pat. G'day, Pat. How are you, man? Pat Ingram. Crewy. I challenge Alistair to ride my Harley. I ride it up to Mark's and we'll get it all on video. Will Alistair <laughs> take the challenge? You know what? I'd you actually... Would. I fucking hope I, I would. would. Look, I know I shit on Harleys just because... Yeah, it's know, just... It's that's fun, what we do. Right, but... I, I actually, I would love to, I've never ridden a Harley. There so I would actually like to ride a Harley so Pat, and get a feel for it. And I, I Pat, like, you got to, everyone loves the sound of a Harley, right? Oh, yeah, you, you, know, can't, you, can't, beat, beat you can't beat that sound, no. You know, um, no. mate, tee it up, we'll do tee it. Tee it up, yeah, <laughs> Alistair's all, I knew as soon as I read that, I went, fucking Alistair did do that. <laughs> of course, mate, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, zero, the KLR 650. Question. Different adventures on adventure bikes. I do archery and gold detecting and photography. Hmm. What are other types of adventures that people do while on a motorbike? Now, uh, TJ, which is uh, Big Marty, uh, he actually mm. commented and he went geocache slash geostashing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which so that's another thing that, that, that you can do. So what other, so archery, gold detecting. Gold detecting would be pretty cool. Because you can get into places. And doing that on the bike, so you can actually set it up so that... You yeah, so he's local here. Yeah. Yeah, and he's bought himself a new gold detector, and it fits in his fucking pannier. It yeah. all compacts nice. up. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually really cool. You could actually get to those sweet spots that you're not meant to go to on the dirt bike. Yeah. Right? That's like nobody knows yeah, yeah, yeah. where the Shh, gold is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are the types of adventures <coughs> that people do? Well, I used to do a bit of photography um, back in the day. And um, I used to like taking photos of like um, old ruins and that yeah. sort of stuff. Like, really, like that sort of old farm joints sort of and stuff. Yeah, and, um, and I, that whole time I was into that, I never had a bike. Uh, that was the period of time oh, where I didn't have a bike. This bike. was years oh, ago. Oh, right. Um, but I had the old Hilux, and the Hilux, you know, I'd go all sorts of crazy yeah, places yeah. to get to. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so bike and photography, I think, works. Yeah, so anybody in the comments, if you've got things that you do and you use your bike to, to enable you to do that better or, or whatever to achieve that thing, let us know. That would be interesting to hear well, what other people fishing. do. You, you guys are Oh, there you go, yeah, fishing. Yeah, you've done that. Fucking yeah, never caught anything yet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so fishing would be a one. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's another one. Yeah. I was going to say shooting, but, you know, hunting was... was uh, but I, but I don't think you're allowed to do that in Australia because yeah, you've no. got to have your uh, your firearms got to be secured when it's for transport. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Yowie hunting for those yowie people out there. Yeah. Um, whatever happened to the Honda Valkyrie? Well, I know, and I just did a quick thing to have a look at it. Mm. So they don't make the Honda Valkyrie anymore, um, but you can buy it here in Australia. In Victoria, you can buy one. It's a 2016 for $16,990. Well, if we you, had a look at that before. That's a 1.8 litre. Yeah, it's 1,800 um, cc. Which is, yeah, cool. Yeah, so there you go. Jump on. That was Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash's mm. kitchen. Cool. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Mal Spitty, keep up the great work. Mark and Angus, I ride a cruiser and dual sport and have had, had a dirt bike and sport bike. Salt horses, of course, as I'm going to do. Do you guys have a seat preference for your bikes? Different foams and covers for different types of bikes. <coughs> I never really give it much thought. Mm. The only time I gave it much 
thought. It's not it's not the covering, apart from if you want a grippy seat or a slippery, you know, mm. that kind of shit. Um, what I found when I had the Cruiser is that the stock seat, and it was a big, you know, comfortable saddle fucking seat, I got a sore ass on it. And then I bought the ultimate seat from Canada with the pillion seat. Yep. And that was just fucking like a... And there was some there was some differences, and that's always you have that little... There's a back, a little raise at the back. Mm. That helps, obviously having a backrest, which my cruiser has. But the, the yeah. biggest thing with the sore ass is heat dissipation. So when you buy a stock bike, normally the seat will have a foam seat and then it'll have a plastic coating and then it will have the material over the top. The plastic keeps the foam waterproof. Yep. But what it doesn't do is dissipate the heat. So you're saying that a hot seat causes a sore ass? Yes. Really? I thought it would have been a cold seat causes a sore No, ass. no, no. It's the heat. Ah. Yeah, that's why you've got to stand up. Get get the heat out. That's what you're doing. You know, you I think, oh, it's just... No, no, no. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, it might be that too. But, you know, no. it's not just, you know, you think, oh, uh, get the blood moving. But it's actually release the heat. Get the heat out. So this is interesting. So on the gas gas, I uh, I got my comfort seat, which yep. we haven't actually done any videoing on because you've been busy with yeah, the yeah, Himalayan. Yeah. Himalayan stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so I've got the comfort seat on the gas gas, which is great. It's a little bit more comfortable than standard. Have you got, have you, can you keep talking while yeah, I yeah, 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 for sure. Time? Yeah. Um, however, like I said, you know, after um, not riding the 1090 for well over a month, maybe six, seven weeks even, um, I jumped on that the other day and it's so comfortable. The 1090, the seat on that is just so much more comfortable than um, the comfort seat on the 700. Except I had a look at it and I was sussing it out and the seat on the 1090 is harder, like substantially harder than the soft seat on the 700. Yet the harder seat on the 1090 is more comfortable. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. I don't know if you're hearing this, Mark. No, no, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so the harder seat on the 1090 because it's wider, it's got that little back lip thing, it's far more comfortable. And I, and I can sit on that 1090 seat for, I can do a whole tank of fuel, I can do 300k in a stretch. On Not when 10... you ride with me, we've got to stop the cigarette. Yeah, 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 but um, but I can. Um, you know, yeah. I, as long as I'm listening to some, some music or something, keep it occupied, I can sit on that thing all day long. Yeah. Um, with the occasional stand up to, to you know, let yeah. the breeze through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so isn't that weird how it works? The harder seat is more comfortable on the 1090 compared to the softer seat on the gas gas 700. So is that does that play into the heat the harder seat's not you're not you're not creating this this little you're pushing it in so the heat doesn't get out. I don't think I don't know either. Should. I don't know. But so um, so the stock seat on the on the cruiser yeah. had that plastic lining got that got the the new one put it on. Now they said this is not waterproof because mm. it doesn't have the plastic thing which then they said all about the heat thing eh? And hey presto. That's so you will still get on a really like if I'm on the bike long enough I'll get a sore ass. Yeah, and you'll go, oh yeah, oh gotta move it yeah. move a bit around. But when you get off, you don't have a sore ass. And I think the width of the seat has a lot the, to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the stock cruiser seat was the same width as the other yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it seemed to be that heat. So with the other one, you had the heat and you got the sore. 
you'd get off the bike and the sore ass would stay with you. Mm. Whereas you'd have a sore ass, you'd get off the bike and then you go, oh, don't have a sore ass anymore. That, weird? that seemed to be the difference. So I've always put it down to the heat. Okay. That heat dissipation. So I Whether that's, you know. So I think heat dissipation and the width of the seat. The width of the seat, without a doubt. That's, yeah. I think, DR650. So it sounds like they're more comfortable than, they're, they're more important than the softness of the seat. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yep. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I still like my uh, Gas Gas 700 comfort seat because instead of being all red, it's um, it's just red on the sides and it's got the black down there. Because it's all about what the looks. It looks great and it, it's a better material. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there you go. Don't know about different foams and all that kind of stuff. That's above my pay grade. Yeah, beyond me. Uh, Rico's Moto. So boys, men, fellas, dirt bike aficionados when you are at that age you can't pick up the dirt bikes slash adventure bikes and need to retire from the dirt <laughs> what bike would you be looking at so you're not retiring from the dirt you just need to change down to be able to stay on the dirt instead of getting off the dirt yeah 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 alistair we know he is getting a harley <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, so... So hang on, are we going from dirt to road, or are we just... Um, no, we're just going lighter. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know what bike. Well, he doesn't well, really... The first thing I'd say is um, start lifting weights. Um, no, I think retire so, from the dirt, what bike would you say? We're going to a road bike. What are we going to get if we're I, on I'm a road I'm not bike? retiring from the dirt. No, but well, 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 that's what I think, too. I think I'm... I, Look, even if I'm if I'm 65, 70 years old, yep. right? I should still be as long as yeah, you know, as long as I don't have any actual major health issues like disabilities. If you can ride on, the I should still be able to pick up a um, say DRZ four hundred, right? That that type of bike, I should still be able to pick up. Oh yeah, from falling. Yeah, yeah. Or you just you still ride on the dirt, but you just you ride so that you don't fall off. Yeah, but you've got you to keep ride to not fall. My off. point is, you've got to keep physically fit. You've got to keep yeah, active. Yeah. You've got to yeah. lift some weights, do some deadlifts, do some squats, that sort of thing. Yeah. Even at an older age. Uh, having said all that, if I'm switching to a um, a road bike, what would I get? I'd get something like um, a Rocket Three. Yeah, I think I would go the Cruiser. I'd like to think I'd get you know like a. Africa twin or whatever, but yeah, because they're, they're more comfortable than the cruiser. The cruisers don't have yeah, suspension, got that higher seat height. but that's the problem is you say you're older, you've got a higher seat, you've got the chances of falling over. Where with the cruiser, yeah. that ain't fucking well. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I said a rocket three, but the the new styling of the rocket three, I'm not a fan of. I don't know, I don't know what I get. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll worry about that when we uh, yeah, when, you, when you come over and go, hey, Mark. <laughs> Oh, I'm old as fuck. We've got to give these bikes up. Yeah. It must be the other way around. But I, I always thought that I'd be more likely just to uh, jump on my bike and take that long ride out in the desert yeah. for the sunset and just, that'd be it. Thelma and, <laughs> Thelma and Louise. Mark and Alistair into the fucking desert. Yeah. Never to return. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
Uh, what have we got? Oh, this is Wayne again, Wayne Taron. The two of you... Oh, no, so I, I grabbed that. Because that's what I was doing. I was going through grabbing all the comments and the, then I was... The web missed I was, Yeah, and I was putting in the commas and whatever so I could read it. And I've done that one. So that means that we have... That is it. We are officially out, man. That's it. And how long do you reckon that... I don't know how long we've been going for. No, I don't know either. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, so we are... In the next podcast, I'm actually have that call-in thing. I'll have a plan where people can register yep. to do that. Uh, we'll have another call in the next one, but I'll be choose somebody. Hopefully the audio works. I mean, I'm not sure. We'll see how that works, obviously, yeah. Or if there's another way to do it. Well, that's the other thing is I might be able to find another way of doing hmm. it. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, the other thing to do is the, uh, the video live thing, but I think that gets a little bit... Mm. Uh, it's a bit... Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Anyway. Right, there you go, guys. That's it. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. See you later.